Ultimately, everything kind of boils down to one question. What's the fucking point? So let's talk about it. I'm your host, Valerie Martin, and this podcast brings a little levity and a lot of curiosity to some of the biggest questions and ideas that we meager humans can ponder. Join me and our guests each week as we dig into topics around psychology, human behavior, consciousness, spirituality, philosophy, and more, all with a healthy dose of existential angst. And now, today's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast for episode number 44. This is going to be a short and sweet solo episode. I've been creating lots of content, and so there is something that I wanted to come and chat about for a few minutes, Um, but I've been in the middle of doing my five-day challenge on five-minute rituals for self-care. I'm working on getting all the content ready for my upcoming group coaching program, which you'll hear more about in the coming weeks. So I'm just like a little busy bee here in my beehive working away, and it's all really fun. I've also had a lot of travel going on and have had some amazing interviews recently for the podcast, a couple more coming up soon. So it's just a really exciting time. 2019 has just been a huge year of growth um, and expansion for me, challenging myself to get out of my comfort zone. And as I'm sitting here, I just glanced over at my bookshelf. And it's been, I don't know if I read a card. Now I can't even remember if I shared a tarot card last time. I don't think I did, but I've been especially wanting to do more so on the solo episodes. So I'm just going to get my little deck here and I'm going to pull a card for us on the fly. Let's see how that goes. So as I just settle in, I'm going to picture some of your faces that I know imagine some of your faces that I don't know just sensing into the energy of you and us here sharing this space asynchronously and the card that I've drawn is the king of wands so the wands are really about fire and creativity creation passion and The King of Wands really kind of represents having uh, a lot of mastery in that arena or stepping into mastery uh, in terms of creativity or creating projects in the world. Uh, It doesn't have to be work-related. Everything we do as a project, as I'm learning from Start Finishing um, by Charlie Gilkey, great book that I've just started. So thinking of your own projects or creative pursuits, um, things that you are wanting to bring into the world, having a little King of Wands energy will support that. So um, so that's good news for all of us if that resonates with you. And other than that, yeah, I've just been really enjoying the warm weather and getting out in the woods a lot. So that's what's been up here. And Let's dive into the topic that I wanted to discuss for this episode. So anyone who's listened for a little while knows that I am a yoga teacher, uh, one of the hats that I wear, and um, I did my training several years ago here in Nashville 
and a vinyasa kind of lineage. And I am going to be starting my 300-hour teaching at Asheville Yoga Center next year. Uh, it's really nice how they kind of offer their program very kind of a menu style where you get to choose from different options and really schedule it in a way that works. So with driving five hours each way for each training that I do, 11 modules, uh, it's going to take me some time and that's okay. That feels just more realistic for me at this point than like going and often doing like a month long immersion somewhere and just, yeah. So this is what's right for me. I'm super excited about it. Already picked some of the topics and dates that I will be exploring. But anyway, yes, I'm a yoga teacher and I I guess, so having been taught in the vinyasa style and then now that studio where I teach inner light yoga is also vinyasa, but kind of its own creative flavor of vinyasa. And I also teach restorative yoga and, and have kind of dabbled in practicing and teaching some other styles, but certainly uh, I won't be claimed to be an expert in any of it. Um, and I think that, you know, only people who've really dedicated years of study and, ex- and teaching experience and, and really delving into all of the aspects of yoga um, and perhaps even visiting some of the, you know, India and some of the, the birthplace of yoga uh, could really call themselves an expert. So, so I'm certainly not going to call myself that. But I, I have opinions uh, and I feel like everyone is allowed to have opinions. You don't have to be an expert to have opinions because we all see kind of how things work and you don't have to agree with my opinion. Uh, And it kind of falls in that category of unpopular opinions (laughs) and especially with the way that a lot of uh, styles of yoga are taught in the West nowadays. Um, And I'm, I'm also cautious about the other part of not being an expert and like couching this opinion within like this is me is I am not criticizing yoga itself um and 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 I there's just so much wrapped up in cultural appropriation and I'm so glad these conversations are happening in fact um Susanna Barkataki just released a beautiful and super in-depth but also you know, reasonable in terms of um, how long it will take you to read and the content. A really wonderful blog post called What is the Difference Between Cultural Appropriation and Cultural Appreciation? So um, when I say all of this, I, you know, I really want to come from a place of like, I really appreciate yoga and what I view it's intended for. But one of the things that she talks about in here and I'll put the whole the link in the show notes to the full piece is that part of appreciating it is is understanding the full context of yoga. So not just like taking the physical shapes, the physical practice of asanas out and just like this is yoga, this is it. Um, so going deeper than that and taking the time to learn more. And like I said, I am super excited about my upcoming training because I think it's in addition to some of the reading that I've done on my own since my 200 hour training and just learning from other teachers, um, as I'm practicing, I'm, I really want to go deeper, um, and in a, in sort of a structured way. So yes, I, that's part of how I'm going to continue honoring and appreciating it. So, okay, on to my unpopular opinion. I have beat around the bush long enough. Um, I do not give a shit about alignment. 
So, and, you know, no disrespect to, like, Mr. Iyengar, because it's amazing some of the things, and Patabi Joyce and the Ashtanga lineage. Uh, I don't know a lot about Ashtanga, so I think I got that, that uh, association correct. But I... It is not, that style of asana is not for me. And to me, I'm like, and maybe I'm justifying this, I'm telling myself that that's not, that's not an appropriating kind of like statement because I'm just speaking to a style of the physical practice and one that I feel like has been um, in a lot of ways kind of warped into this like, this is the most important thing about yoga is the alignment. And I think even teachers of those lineages of Ashtanga or Iyengar that are really alignment focused would also emphasize that the asanas are only a small piece of practicing yoga. So I think my issue with it is it's it's been completely blown out of proportion to where where that really should be in terms of this is a piece of it. And I also think that what can be problematic about it, and here's where like yoga, even though it is an ancient practice, it's also a living tradition. So anytime that we are talking about practices like this or or theologies, like I am really more interested in theologies that are um, that are approached as living traditions. So it's not just like, oh, well, this is how it was decided. Like this was created for, you know, wealthy um, men in India all, all these years ago. And therefore, like, like clearly it is a living tradition in the sense of uh, that's not how we feel about it anymore, right? So if yoga is a living tradition, then I think we're allowed to kind of look with a critical eye at some of the things that are like, hmm, okay, well, I can see how perhaps doing some of these postures in a way that, like in Vini Yoga, for instance, um, Desika Char was teaching and, and his lineage of his father, Krishnamacharya, were really helping people one-on-one, almost like yoga therapy does today in, in a really parallel alignment with like physical therapy in helping give them prescribed individualized programs for like helping them to feel better. So there is absolutely a place for that. Um, and yoga therapists, like more power to you of helping people to figure out how to move their body and, and make certain shapes that supports them in their physical or emotional healing process. Like, that's awesome. But in terms of group classes and what we're focusing on as, like, quote, most important within yoga, like, why are we so obsessed with alignment and, like, I have to know 87 cues for crescent lunge and all of this? Like, I just don't care. And it's, for me... A part of that is my own, um, I don't want to say reactivity because that makes it sound like I'm like, meh. Uh, and it's, I really have, I've really sat with this and thought about it. So um, it's, you know, an opinion that I've formed rather than just a reactive kind of impulsive thing. But I don't, I think that an over-focus on alignment in a class and like um, correcting people with a physical adjustment when it's not asked for or invited or um, even just like a verbal cue of correcting someone, I just don't like that. I don't like it unless it is a safety thing where it's like, 
And let's kind of make sure that our knee doesn't go in front of our ankle, just protecting the knee. Like there are a few safety cues. There's not that many most of the time that you really have to be to point out during a class, but there are a few and those are great, right? We want to keep ourselves safe in this physical practice. But the focus on alignment shouldn't be like the front and center, and that's what I really love about teaching at Inner Light Yoga and kind of the the culture that Emmy Singer and, and Lee have cultivated there with, with all of us teachers is it is about helping people have an experience in their bodies and for it to be their experience. So we're not telling you how to do the shape, quote, right or what you should be feeling in your body. Um... And that to me is such a more spiritually aligned place to practice yoga and certainly more trauma-informed. So when we focus on correcting um, poses so that they are, quote, right or better, there's a lot of messages that are loaded in there that just go right along with all of our other kind of cultural bullshit around perfectionism and fixing ourselves and that it's about, you know, there's one way to do it right and one way to succeed. And if you're not doing it this way, then it's not as good as this other person over here who is. So that's why, and I also say this with respect to like, People who I know who are like really into alignment, (laughs) more power to you. Again, like if that's your jam and you can bring that to people, like you can really sink into that for yourself and you know how to bring it to people in a way that is trauma informed and is not going to like further shame people or give this sense of like there's one right way to do yoga, then more power to you. If that is something that really helps you deepen your own practice and you have students who appreciate that and want that. Um, It's just really not for me and why I felt the need to like come on here and say all of this is because I feel like this is not a perspective that is heard very much or shared. And yet when I have one-on-one conversations with people about it, they are like, yes, yes, yes. And this is part of why I love this studio and um, these teachers. And it's just about creating a space for people to become more embodied, maybe to play, maybe to dance, definitely to breathe, to build that sense of interoception in the body, of getting curious about sensation, noticing that I have agency and I can take as MC um Hoffner's recently, uh, excuse me, MC Hoffner recently said at our studio in a class that I was taking of hers, radical personal responsibility for your experience. So if the teacher is saying something and you do it and you're like, ooh, that does not feel good. Like it is your job to be like, I'm going to do something different. But that's easier to do in a studio that uses a lot of, or with a teacher that uses a lot of invitational language of like, try this and maybe try this, but this is just something to explore rather than like dial your foot toward the ground and don't have your hip like reaching up. Like I like to kind of offer things like you might see what it feels like to let your hip float up here in standing splits and you might see what it feels like to let it close down and parallel with the other hip. Um, rather than saying like, this is the way to do it again, unless it's safety related. So, um, yeah, that's what I want to offer. And I'm just really 
I'm open to feedback either way. If you're like, yes, right on, I agree with you. Or you're like, you know what? Uh, I think you suck for sharing this podcast. So um, I'm open and would love to continue this conversation. So find me on Instagram or wherever and let's talk about it. All right. Have an awesome day and I'll see you next time. OMG friend, you made it all the way to the end of the episode. It is truly an honor that you've chosen to spend this time with me. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can find show notes for this and other episodes at ValerieKMartin.com slash podcast. And that's just the letter K. And just to make it a little confusing, you can find me on Instagram at Val K. Martin, V-A-L-K-A-Y Martin, spelled out. I love getting DMs from you guys about what you're enjoying in the podcast, questions, ideas for topics or interviews. And if you want to bring a huge smile to my face, leave a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps so much. Just go to bit.ly slash WTFP review, all lowercase, and it'll take you less than a minute. I'll see you next time. And until then, keep asking the big questions.